Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. How did this all start? I would have to say it started, so my husband started trapping, and he said, can you make me a hat out of these coons? Um, and that's where it started. Started with some small things and just okay. gradually kept getting to be, yeah, expanded. So it, so it wasn't an overnight like, oh, let's make no. a business out of this. No. <laughs> it's probably been five years and it's only taken off in the last three. Okay. So I had two years where I was just kind of, my kids were small. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it really took off. My husband had back surgery. Um, and he was off work for three months. Okay. He started playing around with Facebook, started posting things, mm-hmm. and that's when it exploded. There you go. So that, that and we needed a second income, or a income, <laughs> with yeah. him being off work for three months. Mm-hmm. So that's when it really picked up, and he realized, you know, what Facebook can do. So why don't you introduce yourself? I am Renee Carpenter, and me and my husband, Ryan, um, started R&R Trading Post. And what exactly doll do you make? Like, we're uh, sitting in your workshop here, surrounded by lots of cool stuff. Just about anything. Fur, leather, a lot of custom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, you know, people will see something I make and they'll tweak it. They'll be like, can you do this? Can mm-hmm. you add this? Take this away. So, and some people have some really cool ideas that I've never thought of. Yeah. That's like we were just talking before we started recording this. And that's, I found you guys through Facebook and I brought you some furs to make me a hat or make me a pair of hats for me and my son, Charlie. So that's how I met you and found your business. And sitting here, we've got all kinds of stuff, you know, just furs hanging. You've got a jacket, you've got quivers, you have teddy bears. Like, where do these ideas come from? Oh, like possible bags. Like, where do you get these ideas to do all this stuff? Like, I've never even, and then I've seen, on, like you said, on your Facebook, blankets, pillows. I would say people's suggestions have okay. really, <laughs> I've built off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, request and things I've seen online. Okay. So I would have to say that. I've looked things up on YouTube mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and, and started there um, or started with a pattern and, you know, added and took away from what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I know just from talking to you. So your husband traps. Mm-hmm. So when you started this, you guys were just using all your own furs? Yes. Okay. And I was making stuff for me and him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it started. Okay. And I also sewed for a taxidermist. I did some pillows and things for him. That would probably be the earliest projects I ever did mm-hmm. as far as leather sewing now gotcha. i've always sewed um mm-hmm. i did quilts i think i did my first quilt at like 15 oh wow so i've always had a passion for creating mm-hmm. and sewing and making things now quick question somebody told me years ago that like to sew fur it's like a special sewing machine is that true yeah one okay. like this is your best yeah like that's that one is just a walking foot standard sewing machine that you would use for like cotton mm-hmm. And quilting and things like that. Because I was up at the Great American Outdoor Show talking to one of those guys that sells products. And he's like, mm-hmm. I was like, it'd be cool to make one of these. And he's like, well, you got to have like this industrial sewing machine. And, you know, basically trying yeah. to talk me out of like yeah. 
never trying it, but was his his point, I think. Yeah. You got to have, you know, your needles got to be really strong. Mm-hmm. Your normal needles that you use on a standard sewing machine will just break. Okay. And you'll just snap them off. <laughs> Sounds like you have some experience. Yeah, I broke. <laughs> and even on even on my leather sewing machines, mm-hmm. I broke needles. Okay. Oh, yeah, you break them. Even the one over there, I sew with, oh, I've done an alligator rug. Oh, wow. For a taxidermist. And I was snapping them off one right after the other because it's tough. Yeah. I mean, and that's an industrial sewing machine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you still break them. Yeah. I still buy big packs of needles. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing to make? I would say probably teddy bears. Okay. And they're probably the ones I make the most of. They're all a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you mix and match different different animals. So they're mm-hmm. all slightly different and kind of breaks up the monotony maybe a little. Yeah. But How many teddy bears do you think you make? On average, I don't know. It's got to be. I should count sometimes. Got to be a hundred and some. Okay. Yeah, it's for sure. It's a lot of teddy bears. <laughs> I've really been <laughs> making those. Mm-hmm. What's the most like unique thing you think you've ever made? Oh man, mm, that's a tough one. Unique. I've done a pie. Uh, is it a pie ball? The deer that's like white and mm-hmm. brown. Um, I made a vest out of one of those. Okay. That was different. I made a sheath out of a fox foot. <laughs> <laughs> and so so I'd say those are probably the two. Mm-hmm. I would say an alligator rug's pretty unique yeah, too. That wasn't like how should I say? That was like a sub job. It wasn't yeah. my job. I was doing it for someone else. No, I understand, but okay. still. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's been that's been quite a few years. Okay. Yeah. Now, how many furs do you think you guys take in on average when just trapping you got like for yourselves? Your oh, for my, um, goal is, I think my husband has 30 some this year. Foxes, red foxes. Okay. We caught two today. Um, he has, I think 50 some traps out for Bobcat and Fisher. And mm-hmm. I think we walked 10 miles today. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so, it was quite a day. Um, that's the first I got to go along today because all the kids were in school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's my chance. Yeah, and some he doesn't trap a lot for coons. I think he said he got six this year. Okay. And he wasn't targeting them. They yeah. just happened to yeah. get in. Um, and he, yeah, got, he seems like he targets a lot of red fox. Yeah, and coyotes. Mm-hmm. He got two. There's not a lot in this area, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can, yeah. Do you have any gray fox down here? A few. Okay. But not a lot. We yeah. don't often catch many. Yeah. I had one get my chickens the other year. <laughs> we yeah. don't catch a lot. Okay. But you guys are kind of like right here at the base of where the mountains start. So yeah. the fishers, the bobcats, and the grays, where you typically yeah. find them in, in Pennsylvania, you know, that's yeah. you're yep. just getting into it. Yeah. The neighbor caught a bobcat last year. Just, oh, wow. Just not far from here. So Awesome. They are around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I hope to try to get up and run one with some hounds this year. Yeah. So you can in your area? No, I live southern, southeast corner. Okay. So I'm going to go past here. You're going here. <laughs> north and, okay. I'm going to go up past here. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I live right where Maryland and Delaware. And oh, like yeah, yeah. Me. Okay. So you no. have no cats? No. No cats? No fishers? No fishers, no gray fox. Uh, a lot of reds. Okay. Um, like, yeah. mounted fox hunting is very popular down my way. Okay. So yeah. actually killing foxes is not a popular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're starting to see more coyotes down there, but not to okay. the extent you probably have them. 
We have them on our trail cams mm-hmm. right here. So, yeah. They're here, but they move a lot, and yeah. they're hard to hard to get. Mm-hmm. Some people are just, I guess, comes easier. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about trapping like we were just talking. It's, it's not something that I have ever even, other than catching coon and live traps to train puppies, <laughs> or, you know, I, I don't know much about yeah. trapping at all. Yep. No. I bought a foothold once, and, yeah, that never worked. Okay. I don't do trapping myself. I just go along. I'm just mm-hmm. the, yeah, just go along for the. You were saying that you don't even make a lot of stuff out of your own furs now. Not a lot. I mean, I have, I still have stuff he caught last year mm-hmm. that I haven't moved yet. Um, we did two shows this past year, but the year before with COVID, there, there weren't any shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we would sell a lot of product that I've sewed up out of our stuff. Yeah. And I would sell it there. But, yeah, then we had two this year. Okay. Um, and we did well. We moved stuff. It's just I have to try to keep my customers happy and get them their stuff and sew stuff for me. So yep. it's kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. I see a bear hide. What is that? It's actually a hat. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's a bear hat, like a mountain man hat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know you guys um, sell a lot of the, well, I see you guys post a lot of quivers that you make. Mm-hmm. Out of, is that a popular product? We do two archery shows, usually. Okay. So we do, it's called ETAR. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Eastern tradi- traditional archery show in Potter County. Okay. And they do a lot of um, shoots at the show. Um, it used to be at a ski ski resort. And so they would set up, up through the ski resort, and you would shoot and go through the woods. <laughs> so it was a pretty cool, cool event. And everybody, it was only longbow and traditional shooting mm-hmm. at the event. And so we do well there. So a more traditional quiver yeah, is a popular. Is a popular thing with mm-hmm. that group of people who would come to that show. Mm-hmm. We always do the Trapper's Rendezvous. This year it's in Honeybrook. When's that? Um, beginning of June. It's always around June 8th because it's our anniversary. It always falls like right on that weekend. Because <laughs> well, it seems like I, this year when you guys went to it, I was like, I would have liked to go to that. but It, it was far. Yeah. I think it was like three or four hours or something. So yeah. this year it'll be close for us. So I'm glad oh, yeah. for that. Honeybrook's 45 minutes for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it might be, what, two hours from here or something. Mm-hmm. But that's that's better than four. Um, and then we'll do a show in Sullivan County at Forksville. Okay. And that's also a bow show. Mm-hmm. My kids like the bow shows because they can go there all weekend and shoot until they get their fill. <laughs> so there there's go. a lot of target shooting, running deer, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, Yeah. Those shows are fun. They're mm-hmm. a lot of work, but they're fun. Yeah. You get to meet a lot of cool people. Like you said, you got to make all that product ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> so it's a lot of prep work. I usually try to take like two weeks and just make stuff for me mm-hmm. to sell at the show. And then, yeah. How long does it take to make, I don't know, a couple different things, like a, a teddy bear or a pair of mittens or something? Teddy bear, I'd say like an hour or so. I mean, okay. it all depends. You got to, you know, we split the hides open, we stretch them. So then they dry, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting there. I usually let them sit till the next day. And then you mark your pattern, cut them out, and sew them up. Usually I try to grab a couple orders with sort of the same thing, and I'll do, I think I have one, two, and then there's a small, two teddy bears over there. Seven. I was doing seven teddy bears at one time. So it's kind of hard okay. to say, oh, one teddy bear took this mm-hmm. long i did seven it took me a whole day <laughs> i gotcha but it just it, it seems it, to make it 
Yeah. Floor better. I get it. Yeah, and I'll do all the hats at one time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. What's your, like a mo- one of the more time-consuming projects? Coats. Okay. Like Coats. You were, like you were saying before, like yeah. the fit. You got to make sure it fits. You're always measuring, making sure mm-hmm. everything lines up. You don't have any bald spots anywhere, you know, because I'll cut things out and be like, you know, man, it slipped right there and it's in the middle. I didn't see that. So you yeah. got to, you know, revamp things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that. Um, but yeah, I would say coats. Gotcha. Coats are probably the most time consuming. Even more time consuming than like a big blanket. Blankets are kind of easy because you just cut them into your rectangle. I just didn't know because of size. Yeah, they probably take about as long. They're not as stressful. So even though they're time consuming, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I'm not the same getting stress more gray hair. <laughs> Anything new this year that you did that like you've never done before? No, can't say. Not really. Not really. Not sewing wise. I mean, mm. besides going on my husband's bobcat line <laughs> yeah. today, that was the first. Yeah, not sewing wise. I don't. Not that it sticks out to me. Now, before you started making stuff. What did you guys do with all your furs? He would sell them. And when he first started trapping, the market wasn't quite as bad as what it is now. Mm -hmm. So you could get a little more. I don't remember what he got. I know most of the first stuff he caught is on my wall in the house. (laughs) Stuffed. So, um, or hanging there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. How long's Ryan been trapping? It's about 10 years. Okay. So it's been a lot, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I first started coon hunting. You know, you could still get, I don't know, 10 bucks for a coon. Yeah, on the carcass? Yeah. Okay. Now, it was also when I lived in Ohio, so they were a little bigger. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think now it's like a dollar or two. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> really sad. Yeah. It's hardly worth killing them for that. Mm-hmm. No, the yeah. only places I kill coon are the few farms that are like, we have coon problems. Mm-hmm. Please kill some coon. Mm-hmm. That's why we're, you know, they let me hunt there because... They want you to. They, they want me to kill coons. So yeah, they get in their corn and in their rag bags and. Yep. Yeah, they're a problem. Because it's remember. either I kill them during the fall, or they kill them during the summer. They're just gonna shoot them. Yep. So. I think they crawl up on their rag bags. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have when I used to work at the one dairy farm that I I still hunt it and I used to work there in high school. I used to fix ag bags <laughs> all the time. Well, try attempt. You're like <laughs> taping patching them. it, taping it. So. Yeah. That's why I said he's he's one of them. He's like shoot them or I'm gonna kill them in the summertime. Yeah, he's like absolutely. when they're damaging things, and they live in your barn too. Mm-hmm. I know my parents had them in their barn, so I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, and when we first moved from Lancaster to Lebanon County, mm-hmm. um, we had coons in our barn. My gotcha. dad took care of them all. Yeah, <laughs> they were gone. One thing I do like about the trapping is, so my husband often will set Thanksgiving, and so my kids have off school. Mm-hmm. It gives them something to do. They get up early. They're <laughs> out of the house for. Three, four hours, hopefully. And by the time they get back, they're tired and ready to sit down and yeah. be quiet. So he put all these traps out. Now they're going to be off. They have a half day tomorrow. And then they're off till, I don't know, the day after New Year's, that Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. So it'll give them something to do. They yeah. use, The boys take turns. So at least they get to sleep in every other morning. Okay. Because he likes to go at the crack of dawn. So, yeah. I mean, that is only like 730. But sometimes, uh, you know, it's 6 o'clock. They'll head out. Gotcha. That kind of wears them. Mm-hmm. Wears them down. <laughs> well, it's good that your, Boys your need ki- that. <laughs> your kids are getting involved in it. Yes. And they both skin. So they're 10 and 8. 
They'll soon be 11 and 9 beginning of the year. They both skinned. They both did their first fox here at Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, but they like doing coons and possums. We <laughs> always figure possums, you know, they're not really worth anything if they ruin them. Well, whoops. <laughs> yeah. But it gives them good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, my eight-year-old thinks it's great. Every day he'll be like, Dad, did you catch a coon? <laughs> I want to skin it. <laughs> so he's disappointed every time there's no coons to skin. <laughs> See, I'm not even that good at skinning coons because I don't skin many. Until last year, I hadn't skinned a coon in, I don't know, eight years. Okay. okay. I skinned a few when I lived in Ohio. <laughs> and then after that, it was like no point. So I, I last year, I started skinning some, and I'm like, this takes me forever to do it. And Yeah. If they take their time, they're okay. Now, if they try to rush, that's when I'm like, you're going to cut yourself. <laughs> you need to stop. Mm-hmm. But if they take their time and they're just, you know, going at it nice and easy. Yeah. Then they, you know, they do okay. And they're always like, I skinned the whole thing without a hole. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but so that that's their goal, no hole. So yeah. they will take their time and they don't have much else to do than game anyway. So <laughs> good. That, <laughs> they're I mean, not in a hurry. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a, it's a cool skill that most kids will never have. No, no. And like skin and deer and stuff, they don't. I mean, this year was the first. I don't think we skinned a deer this year. We're just too busy. Mm-hmm. It's just too busy. Um, but in the past, we used to do all, we'd do all our meat. Okay. Skin it. Cut it off the bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. Um, but this year we didn't. We got four. Um, so the boys wow. are into that too. Nice. I'm not sure if my daughter will ever get into it. She's very girly. <laughs> so we will see. She's only six. Mm-hmm. Um. She will come out and pull tax. You know how you have to put the animal on the board? Yeah. And you put the tax in. Mm-hmm. So she'll come out. She calls it pulling nails, and she'll pull those. But about other than that, she's like. So the one hat you made was for my four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he's gone a few times with me now. This year, he went coon hunting with me. We shot a coon. So I was like, all right, well, we got to take it home. We got to skin it. And he, like. Hit around the corner behind his little workbench. <laughs> he's like, "Dad, that's disgusting." Like, not not disgusting. He's that's that's disgusting. Yeah. You know, seeing uh, a, an ex, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Your animals are a lot better conditioned, but after you shoot a coon and dogs, oh, and the dogs bullet, bite it. It's <laughs> typically not pretty once you get the skin off. Yeah, true. <clears throat> so. No, they'll poke at him with their knife. I'm like, stop. I don't want the guts coming out. Okay, no poke. There's no <laughs> dissecting anything here. Well, you figure no matter what, wherever you shot the thing, it, you, and you get dogs chewing on it. Mm-hmm. And you, once you open it up, it's like, it's a bloody mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't look that bad until you start until you get start it skinning it. Yeah. What if you let it lay till it gets cold and the blood kind of That might help. Congealed. <laughs> And then it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I know my husband says that with stuff that he traps. If mm -hmm. you wait till it gets cold and it's not like warm, like if it's warm, he said they bleed a lot. I never thought about it. See, because I've always been told if you skin it while it's warm, it's easier to skin. It probably is. So that's why I've always just tried to. He has a wench. So like (laughs) coons and coyotes, he will like, you know, you start them at the back and you clip them in there. Okay. So it doesn't matter if it's cold. Gotcha. Warm for him. Now he can't use it for foxes because they're really thin mm-hmm. and they'll tear. Okay. Like you can literally just pull them. The skin will just rip. Gotcha. And then you're yeah. You got a fox. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So yeah, that's well, no, really that's good that you're getting your your kids involved in this. Do, oh yeah. Do they have they, all kinds of fur products? They have some. 
They will often ask, why don't you make me anything? And I'm like, dude, because <laughs> you're not a paying customer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they haven't asked lately. I guess they got their fill. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, but they will come out and nuts around. They made little fur monsters for some of the shows where they took, like, little pieces of scraps. I think there was one sitting over there. But anyways, yeah, that was, that's probably the ugliest one because <laughs> that's why it didn't sell. Gotcha. And they made, like, Bigfoots and stuff. That's funny. Um, and tried to sell them, but they sold, they sold most of, well, they were selling them for like two bucks a piece, but mm-hmm. it was two bucks. They had fun with it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, they'll come out and stuff teddy bears. They always want paid though. <laughs> <laughs> kids these days. Yeah, kids these days. I'm like, I feed you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are your, some of your products run price-wise? I mean, I know obviously custom stuff varies, but like the stuff you guys make and sell. Um... So your cheapest thing would be the Davy Crockett hats. They're seventy five. Okay. Um, everything else is probably over that. Mm-hmm. Your most expensive, I think I had. So I had a beaver bear, and I think I had it at like one sixty five. That's probably top. I mean, if I don't make coats usually to sell unless somebody orders it. Yeah. That would be one of your more mm-hmm. expensive. What are your quivers and possible bags and stuff like that? What are they selling? These are like ninety. I think I had ninety five on them. Okay quivers it depends of course on what it is mm-hmm. i think yeah the coyotes are 125 and that gotcha. will probably be that's one of your more expensive ones. red fox are obviously cheaper they're like 100 mm-hmm. what's and a possum i don't know what i have on that one nine i think it's 90 i think is what i have on it that's funny <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be like a little youth quiver yeah. for like a little guy now i see a bobcat do you have you ever made anything out of a bobcat hide Yes, I made some teddy bears. Those are really cool. Okay. Quiver. I'm trying to think what else I've done. I've done mittens for a guy who sent his his bobcat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did I did a custom um large teddy bear. I think it was for like a baby shower. Oh wow. Um, and they did bobcat and mink. So it was pretty sweet looking. Cool. It was a nice teddy bear. Now the whole reason I wanted to talk to you for this podcast is so my podcast. Most of you guys that are going to listen to this. Run hounds and with fur market, just same boat as trappers, but with the fur market in the tank, you know, just some ideas of what we can do with some fur and how to, how we can utilize it because I think it's an awesome product. And at the same point, it's, it's unique now. Especially at, at if point, you harvest it because you got mm-hmm. a story of, yeah. you know, how you harvest it, you know, how you treat it, and all like, the drama that went with. <laughs> yeah, no, the one that you made for me. I can show you pictures of the tree, the dogs that we had that night, because <laughs> okay. I know exactly which coon that was. Now, yeah. the other one, I don't remember. I have a picture of it. <laughs> I don't remember which coon it was. Yeah, true. This year, I started writing the dates on them. So that way, oh, I'm like, cool. I at least know, okay, that's yeah, yeah. that coon. So that way, I can then look back, because then all my pictures, you know, in, the, in my phone tell you the day. So, yeah, like, yeah. okay, that coon was that day, and so I... Yeah, yeah, keep that know. straight a little better. But <laughs> last year, the one coon that I had you made my my hat out of, I had a year and a half old dog, and that was he did a really good job on that track, and that's why we shot it because we were on. Okay. Like I said, most of the coon I kill are on dairy farms or farms that are around the house sure. that asked me to kill coon. Well, this one wasn't. It was on public ground, and oh, I honestly probably wouldn't have carried a rifle, but I had a guy with me, and he had a young dog, and he wanted. He's like, oh, I'll carry it. I'm like, go for it. I'm like, I'm not carrying a gun. 
We'd already made one <laughs> drop on a farm, and my dog looked terrible. So I was like, oh, I'm no. already mad. The only reason I, I went to the, I was like, we'll make a second drop is because I had this other guy with me, and he had his young dog. But my dog ended up doing really well on it, and I was super pumped up about it. And oh, that's funny. So like yeah. I said, it, it's not just a hat. It's a, yeah. it's a memory of, exactly. of that yeah. night and that my young dog doing really well that night. So Yeah, absolutely. And I was just telling another guy that I was going to come here and pick these up and do this podcast. And he's like, that's awesome. Cause he's like, I have some stuff that he goes, I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I've got a bear hide and go, I've got my first cat. And he's like, I just don't know what I really want. So he's like, mm-hmm. you can only get. mount so much stuff Yeah, <laughs> and put it on your wall. So you're and, like, and at the same point, you can only have so many wall hangers, you know, you yeah. get it tanned and it's like, what well, do you how, do how many that? bobcats or coons are you going to have hanging on your wall? Like, mm-hmm. sure. One. Yeah. Two, but <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Or you, if you can have a tangible product that you can wear, or you know, even if you're not going to wear it, but it's still cool to have it. Yeah, absolutely. Throw absolutely. Pi- like I said, you've made I've seen throw pillows, oh, yeah. mittens. Mm-hmm. I think the teddy bears are cool, especially if you have kids. Yeah, something different. I've you know, grandmas will get them for their grandkids. Um, I've even heard of people getting for their nieces and nephews. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I don't spend that much on my nieces and nephews, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but so that grandparents and parents getting it and for what, you know, significant others, mm-hmm. they will get them. Um Christmas gifts, um yeah. Valentine, that kind of thing. Which and your prices, especially if you have tan furs, isn't they're really not that bad. Um you know, you guys you them. guys fleshed <laughs> and then tanned all my stuff, so Yeah. So I have to tack that on. Which yeah. I understand. Except I don't have any fur handling equipment yeah. so i'm like i sure yeah. i can skin a coon but that's as far as i can go i don't, I don't yeah. have a, a fleshing board or a fleshing yeah. knife or well and that stuff all costs you know it's like if you're not gonna do a lot of it yeah so for the two hats that i had made it's like am i really gonna buy a knife a good a good <laughs> fleshing knife's a couple hundred bucks it can be depending what you're getting yeah so and then you need a beam and then it's like and then you need stretchers so yeah it keeps adding up <laughs> we so. keep buying more because <laughs> and like we redid our our fur shed just mm-hmm. because we ran out of space last year mm-hmm. i said you realize we're gonna get more this year you know we got to figure out where we're going with stuff i'll have yeah. to take you up and show you the fur shed then what was um, this building so originally when i started i started in the basement so mm-hmm. it's a hundred plus year old farmhouse with a you know a dingy basement it is cement floor <laughs> um and then this is where Ryan would have skinned everything. This okay. was his workshop. He had all his, you know, tools, man, mm-hmm. you know, all his tools, and he did all his skinning in here, and he was out of room. This is what, a 15-foot square? Yeah, something like that. It's a little longer, 15 by, I don't know, 25. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, we would like to enclose the rest of the, because this half over here is just an open pavilion. Okay. So we could close that off mm-hmm. sort of easily, and then I would have double the space. There you go. So he moved. When COVID hit, we had just finalized our plans. I went and bought the insulation the first week the kids were out of school for COVID. <laughs> and that's what we did the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everything was shut down. We hung insulation and we refinished the whole thing. It was perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad for the people who were bored over COVID. We worked our butts off. Yeah. But we just finished that whole thing. And then I moved from the basement to here. Okay. And I got a nice little little setup here like you said i mean it i can see where you're, you're saying you need some more space yeah i'm running busting at the seams with stuff hanging on the wall stuff yeah this is still stuff that came back from the tannery mm-hmm. so like your stuff would have came back 
don't remember if you hit first ship. No. I think you were second shipment. I was second shipment. This is like third shipment. Me. So I was like, I'm finishing up. I have a few more orders hanging there. And then that's mm-hmm. it for stuff that we sent out. I said it's about time because <laughs> it's trapping season. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's coming in. No, because I remember when I dropped stuff off last year, you're like, you just missed it. You're like, I just okay. shipped stuff. Yeah. So you're like, you're going to have to wait a while just for it to go. <laughs> and then when it all comes back, I don't know how many hides. I should add it up. I just know it was a huge tanning bill. <laughs> but I bet. When it all came back and then, yeah, sorting through it all. Because some people just get wall hangers. Mm-hmm. So I pull all those out, call all those people and get them out of here. Yeah. And then I start at the top of the list, you know, how they dropped it off and start making the stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, now, yeah. Where, what, how far is a tannery? It's a couple hours. Okay. Do you ship stuff or do you take it all? Usually we take it. Gotcha. Yeah. Unless you have anything else, I think that's good. I think that's good. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with me. And My if anybody is interested, like I said, it's R and R Trading Post on Facebook, mm-hmm. and R Trading Post dot com. Okay, is the website. And you guys are on Instagram as well, right? Yes. Very cool. Yes. And there will be a link in the show notes. So. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.